0: Right when we finished recording this episode, my guest told me that he had met Angela Lansbury. So we don't discuss that, but we discuss plenty of else related to Bedknobs and Broomsticks on today's... We're not affiliated with... Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and upset uh, a member of the monarchy. Uh, My guest today, (laughs) he is uh, a guest long time coming. I think, weirdly, one of the last people that I saw before the pandemic, just because of uh, the gay cool scene in Philadelphia. But uh, he... (laughs) we'll talk about it uh he is uh, a member of the improv group thank you places right here in philadelphia uh he's also an actor and he also has a really fun new podcast coming up but please give it up for chris newcomer hey chris
1: hey ross thank you so much for having me this is so fun i didn't know
0: i was a part of the gay cool scene but i'm happy to hear it (laughs) you are okay so because i think if i'm remembering correctly One of the last things that I did before lockdown was I went to uh, this bar in Philly, uh, Tavern on Camac, which is very well known for having uh, a piano (laughs) on the first floor and a bunch of queens sing tunes. And I remember I was doing an open mic uh, on the second floor and I came down and I believe I saw you and a few other people singing. And I'm like, ah, not tonight, but next time. And then there was never a next time. There was never
1: a next time. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, that is that is yeah a, a good place to find me is at that around that piano, um, you know, you know, looking for for love through applause. Am I right, ladies?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time over there. Uh, preaching to the choir. <laughs> um, but so today, speaking of uh, applause and uh, singing, uh, the movie that we were talking about today is Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which I'm very excited to get into. Um, what uh, made you choose this movie? Well, you. Well, there's a number of things. Like I think
1: I'd mentioned to you when you first asked me to think of a movie to do for this, um, it sort of came up because I it's like my favorite ki- movie I watched as a kid. Um, but then it also this week was Angela Lansbury's like 96th birthday, and it was also the anniversary of this movie coming out. So like, I'm not I'm like not one for signs, but it felt like all the gay gods were saying you better <laughs> do this movie. So I took the signs and said yes, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, boy, watching this, I didn't realize how. Uh, gay it was like I feel I don't know if you got the vibe watching this but I feel like this movie um, It could be completely reenacted by drag queens and kings and absolutely I would imagine it would already change. has
1: been reenacted by drag queens and kings I would hope that at least someone I mean it's been around for a long time
0: I really um, hope so yeah. Like just Angela Lansbury uh biking and getting a broom in the mail and saying, "Ugh, I don't have time for children." Like <laughs> I have to learn to ride this broom. <laughs> that's right. I'm an apprentice witch. Uh it's it's weird like this is a movie that I feel like I always reference, but I never remembered anything specific about it like cuz it's it's uh I know it mainly and I'm sure a lot of people know it as like That other not Mary Poppins movie that Walt Disney made, because apparently they actually made this or or they were working on it the same time as Mary Poppins. And they actually nearly made this first just because uh, the author of Mary Poppins, as in uh, Saving Mr. Banks, was very uh, suspicious. He Travers
1: is your name.
0: Yes, thank you. I k- was trying to scrape for it while talking and talking and thinking is nearly impossible. Uh, hey, I you know you quote did quote say Mr. Banks. Podcast. I feel like
1: you should know that. You should know that author's name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I should know a lot of things, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so sorry, this, sorry, not to call you out. please call me out. Uh, so this was uh, released in uh, 1971. Uh, uh, Mary Poppins was released a few years before, and a lot of people kind of negatively compare the two just because like oh it's another movie about magic and it's another kind of like animated and live action movie but in a way and i haven't watched mary poppins in years since we reviewed it for the podcast early on but i feel like bedknobs and broomsticks is more consistent Mm -hmm. is that a wild thing to say Well, I think they really take the rules of the world they're in very
1: seriously, even though the rules of the world are that witchcraft exists (laughs) and you you can study it and also use it to fight off um, the enemies of World War II. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah, I was floored that like one of the first pieces of dialogue spoken in this movie you see a man painting over town signs, and this British officer is like, "Which way to this town?" And this guy says, "I'm not telling you. We're we're not telling anybody anything in case Nazis decide to come and bomb yeah. us." And well, I think he uses boy.
1: a you know a slur term for ger- for Germans from that time uh, instead of some na- of the Nazis. I don't know. If I'm not going to say it. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, it, it, P- puts puts you right in where you're supposed to be like oh okay I get what's going on I know what this movie is and then it turns you on your ear a little bit which is fun
0: yeah and in terms of musicals set during and around World War II with Nazis I think this is uh this handles it better than the sound of music now the sound of music is <laughs> yeah. amazing but it's weird to have a few songs dedicated to the Nazis where you're like you know what this one's kind of good right Right, you're like, oh,
1: I shouldn't be into this song because this song is dedicated to the Nazi. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, this, 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 this uh, squarely places you where you should be on the side of right, um, learning witchcraft to fight them, and as it should be.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely, this is good revisionist history, right alongside yeah. *Inglorious Bastards*. <laughs> yeah. I actually, so like I said, I didn't really um, remember this movie besides that it exists, but. I do have a very specific memory uh, that uh, my brother and I rented this from Blockbuster and my parents said, uh, I don't know about that tonight. We're going to watch this movie. And it was Anchorman. And what? I, <laughs> I remember so clearly that right when the scene where Ron is like, I have an uh, important announcement, a uh, cannonball. And then he jumps into the pool that's when my parents were like you know what no and they turned it off and then we watched bed knobs and broomsticks instead
1: (laughs) you know it's funny you should say that because i have a my memory of it we we taped this off television on vhs because that's how old i am uh and uh but i guess we had Taped another movie on it first. So the, the movie we have was half <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark and half Ben Absent Broomsticks, which incidentally, in both movies, we're fighting the
0: Germans and there are
1: U boats, which is very funny wow. to draw that correlation. Actually, um, okay,
0: I have a very important question about your recording uh, TV on VHS because I did that a uh-huh. little bit too as a kid. Did you do the thing where you paused it for commercials or did you just leave it running? Um, for this
1: particular uh one we i think we left it running cuz i don't think there were commercials or i don't know maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't i i would have left the commercials in and because uh, i was lazy as a kid and i was of like course. you know you know i want to see what they were trying to sell me while i was watching the series finale of star trek <laughs> the next generation uh but uh <laughs> if i yeah. could find that yes i would know too and probably they were trying to sell me mcdonald's which i was buying
0: oh, of uh, course i i remember um my family had a taped from tv copy of it's a mad 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 world <laughs> and they we tried to like stop and pause around the commercials but so you would just see like a fade to black and then a very hastily paused like oh there's like a guy saying we'll be right back and there's like a right he's dressed as a uh like an usher for a movie theater <laughs> right T- today's kids will never understand how badly and desperate we were to have free content
1: well the idea that you know We were taping it because that was the only way you were going to be able to see it, possibly in the next year or more, Mm -hmm. unless you had, like, unlimited rentals.
0: Yeah, I mean, we grew up in the height of the Disney Vault. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we grew up... Yeah, the Disney Vault was a very intense... And scary time for a lot of us because, yeah, there was that rush of like, okay, Bambi 2 is available for another few weeks before we lock it away forever. And now, Yeah, they
1: were very threatening. They were like, by the way, unless you buy it right now, you'll never see Bambi 2 again. <laughs> I was like, all right, calm down, Walt Disney. Your head is frozen somewhere in some basement. So whoever lackey is doing this needs to calm down.
0: And it is so weird now that I watch this on Disney Plus and I'm like, oh, I can watch all of it i'm I'm sorry, young Ross, yeah. but it does get better for you in, <laughs> yeah. in that way, yeah, the world may be
1: bad in other ways, but you have Disney at your fingertips, so that's good
0: um so uh another similarity between uh Bedknobs and broomsticks and uh Mary Poppins is that it features the music of the Sherman brothers mm-hmm. uh the lovely chaps who uh always seem to lull Walt Disney to sleep in his office <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song in this movie?
1: Uh, it's definitely "The Age of Not Believing," uh, which I think I really—you know—that's not not only not, not just because it's right in my range, but also because <laughs> I think it's a really important. sweet. It's important for me. Is for me is a—I've got a strong th- throat chakra, so I, that needs important to me. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I've written off so many songs and musicals because I'm like, you know, what? I can't sing that, so I don't like it that much.
1: So forget you, Christine from Phantom. That's actually another <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Uh, no, but. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that one because it's it's really sweet and and it's also this this character. Not to get all serious about this movie, but you know she's all bluster and and she's all like these kids are annoying and blah blah blah. And then, but this is the first time she so, she shows some sweetness and vulnerability. And she said, you know, come on, you know, I, I, I think it's really nice.
0: Yeah, for me, I'm a I'm weirdly very partial to the old home guard, which is just a song sung yeah. by a bunch of old men <laughs> yeah. marching all out the RV. Dun, 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 dun. yeah it's good <laughs> just stuff like that is it, it just gets me and um the beautiful briny is a is an interesting number because i was conflicted uh because calling something briny isn't very poetic and interesting like it's, i'm not interesting and also in not like,
1: true Ooh. because it was crystal clear where they were also
0: they were breathing you know perfectly fine underwater <laughs> yeah those are the only problems with it <laughs> um, problems. but the beautiful briny is such a good number in itself because they this is when green screen type stuff was still super new and it was like mm-hmm. a very analog process, but they did whatever effects like maybe they hung uh, Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson from wires or something, but they legitimately looked like they were floating around on the ocean floor and yeah, they do this really good dance that's specifically based around this floaty choreography and it's so good
1: well they do and also the whoever they got to be their wonderful stunt doubles
0: because i think that
1: Angela's stunt double c- came in for you know a number of these scenes i will you know you know i uh, i don't want to assume anything about anyone ross but have you ever watched the golden girls
0: uh i have watched the that's been a recent addition with <laughs> late stage quarantine <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, there is an episode of the Golden Girls where they are in a dance competition, where it's like the last couple standing. And then at some point, uh, Betty White's character is left alone. And she's like, she's like going for it by herself. And then she's like, look out. And basically, she does like a a full twisting layout across the floor. And clearly, it's I watched that one. Yes, exactly. But clearly, it's like the most clear stunt doubling ever, because at the end of it, the stunt double goes down and like covers their head. And then it comes back up and it's like Betty White sitting on the ground. <laughs> you know, it's But it was this similar kind of like, re, they really are not trying
0: that hard to make it. And that um, makes sense. Like, even hidden. though we think of Angela Lansbury as just like, oh, this like lovely uh, older woman, like, she was, she was 46. 47. She was, yeah, 46, exactly. She yeah. was not gonna,
1: she was not gonna be... <laughs>
0: She's one of those actors, kind of like Betty White, where it's just like, oh, you've just like always had an old energy about you in the best yeah. way possible. And maybe that's partially why she has like this amazing gay energy to her. Just like, I've always been this way and I'm not taking anybody's shit.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. And she she made money off of the drama of just being surrounded by murder for years, which I think is very gay as well. <laughs> not the murder part, but the drama part.
0: You know. Yes. I've watched two episodes of Murder, She Wrote, and both of them... I can't believe how campy it is and how I oh. had not watched it for so much of my life.
1: Ross, it's a camp fantasia. There are many episodes where the entire cast is like Broadway actors and it's like Judy Garland's daughter, Lorna Left, playing <laughs> the role of some other Broadway. It's like, it's very good. It's oh, I really can't.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's so lovely. And I think that's another thing that I love about this era of... Uh, Disney is so much of it is these veterans stage actors. So the scenery mm-hmm. is being chewed so intensely, but it's also <laughs> just so unabashedly fun and goofy. Um, even though I did learn while researching this, that Angela Lansbury was very frustrated by this movie, uh, because she was? yeah. So because there were so many special effects and like all of these animation things, uh, the entire movie had to be storyboarded out before they started filming, and uh, oh. she she was sa- saying like, "Oh, I didn't really get to explore my character at all because I kind of had to just act to the numbers and just go from uh, pose to pose."
1: Yeah, well, it's, she's like, it's like the original Marvel Cinematic Universe problem. Like, she's like, "Forget you, Iron Man. I did it first. <laughs> Take
0: that, Thanos." <laughs> uh, but I will say one of the weirdest twists in this movie for me is t- learning that her name is Eglantine, which...
1: Oh, yeah. Eglantine Price.
0: Yeah. Eglantine Price is a beautiful name. But also, I I was just so shocked when she just casually said Eglantine. Like, I looked at my empty apartment just going, that's a name that... Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs>
1: Well, and also they, 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 they really dig into it by putting it into one of the songs like, hey hey Eglantine, oh, how you'll shine. I mean, come on. It's really, it's, they, yeah. they, they, they wanted, they also, maybe they were just looking for a name that would rhyme with
0: the word shine. And they're like, Eglantine will work. Yeah, well, that well. sounds, that's very much <laughs> the Disney MO. Uh, but yes. also, while we're on the subject, David Tomlinson, uh, who uh, famously Mr. Banks. played. Yes, Mr. Banks. He is so great in this. And interestingly, he's playing against type, but then accidentally falls right back into type at by the right. end of it. Well, I just love, like, the panic scene when the kids are like,
1: well, you all going to stay and be our father, right? And
0: he's just like, "Ooh, got to get
1: out of here. It's <laughs> really the, the pure sheer panic on his face. And he just absolutely leans into it and then has a full, like... Coward soliloquy at the train station. I really, I thought, I was like, they're getting into the pathos of this character and that I, I yeah. really
0: appreciate. It. Okay, well, since you brought it up. Okay, so <laughs> the climax of this movie is right after what you said, um, uh, Angela Lansbury and uh, David Tomlinson, aka uh, Miss Price and Dr. Brown, they kind of call it splits and uh, he's going to return to London. She's going to continue just hanging out. And, and in the most British way possible, where they're just like, yes, well, pip, pip, cheerio. I guess we didn't
1: have a connection. Have a good day. Move along. Yeah. There's like no, it's,
0: like. <laughs> it's very dry, except for the one little girl who is bawling her eyes out. Yes. Yes. Uh, but she can't take it. So he goes to the train station and is like, hey, when's the next uh, train to London? And the conductor says, oh, that's so cute. We're done for the day. The next one's at 4 a.m. And then he just shrugs and then falls asleep on a bench and then meanwhile angela lansbury's house is being infiltrated by nazis anyway right. continue <laughs> just had to make sure that was all there yeah i mean it, it that's the other thing that i had forgotten about this movie is every time
1: i watched it, i'm like oh yeah and then that happens it's like they, they pack a lot into two hours like and all of that a lot a lot of the action happens in over the course of like two days I think, you know, where they've gone, they've gone to, they've written, oh yeah, also to reference what, what, why the movie is called Bedknobs and Broomsticks is she does, um, when the children threaten to out her as a witch to the village, you know, which is blackmail, a good thing to teach children, um, she offers them a spell in return, and that spell is that she can she can bewitch something that they have to tr- give them a, the ability to travel, and that ends up being the knob of a bed. And so the youngest one, um, whatever his name is, a little, very cute little blonde boy who was very good. I, I thought he was very good for a six-year-old. Oh, yeah,
0: for, for a six-year-old, his name is uh, Paul. Paul, yes. So Paul
1: gets the, the, that, and then he's able to... Um, uh do it but then she quickly needs that back because she needs to get to london and my favorite line of the whole movie she's like but paul i need that knob like it's just like it's just so <laughs> if you're at all you know a dirty old person like i am you know it's very funny to hear angel lansbury say i need that knob
0: you know mm-hmm. it's it's a wonderful thing um yeah so uh yeah i i forgot about that that uh, the oldest boy charlie like really ruthlessly blackmails her. He's like, okay, we won't oh, tell yeah. anybody you're a witch. maybe if you cook us meat and you give us money and maybe we'll think about it. Uh, so then, uh, miss price puts a spell on have him, him ask for money him in like the most
1: perfect cocky way.
0: Yeah. He's oh, the most oh perfect cocky
1: way where he's like, give me a little bit of lolly, you know, like that's it.
0: <laughs> I, I forgot that he says lolly. It's amazing. Uh, so then miss price turns him into a rabbit and then he gets chased by her cat. Uh, do you Cosmic remember the creepers? Thank you. Cosmic creepers. And <laughs> this, this cat, I, I'm, I'm starting to like cats now, but this is like the gangiest cat. Like, Oh yeah. Somebody they, needs to brush this fucking cat.
1: Yeah. They messed this cat up bad. Like, and then, and then it's definitely a real cat. Cause it moves like a real cat. It doesn't look like an animatronic.
0: Yeah, it's not and like Salem
1: it, from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where right. like, oh, which no. I appreciate because Salem, as funny as he was, creeped me out most of the time. So this, <laughs> is, this, is, a, this is a good um, uh, compromise. Although, yeah, he does look like they really wanted to give him that like he is a creepy a ass witch,
0: <laughs> witch cat. <Yeah. laughs> well, and also the, the one lady uh, implied that I think the cat was like shipped in the mail. So yeah, she straight it. out said
1: it. She's like he sent you a he sent you a cat last week <laughs> in, the, in the post.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and, and then like it, just like Mary Poppins uh there's just like a lot of scenes that are kind of connected to each other. I will say I think the scenes are better connected in this than in Mary Poppins because mm-hmm. um once kind of uh, uh so Miss Price Angela Lansbury realizes like hey The man that I've been sending to for my witch lessons, he's shutting down the school. Let's go find him. And they go to London, find he's uh, kind of a fraud. And then he takes them to this uh, uh, Portobello Road, which is kind of like an outdoor bazaar. And Mm -hmm. they spend so much time there. There's like 15
1: minutes at Portobello Road. It's really and like they're like, we're going to hit every corner of this globe
0: whether we do it right or not. (laughs) And including we're going to give every nation of the world its own dance solo and Uh music solo. (laughs) I think that's probably my biggest issue with this movie is just every, every song is really stretched like to the seven minute mark at least.
1: Yeah. They're not, they're not doing these classic three and a half bops that we're getting from pop stars today. They're really giving you the full enchilada, which is, which is, you know, uh, nice for the time, but it does wear on a bit with by, by like the, the fifth, (laughs) <laughs> sort of round to Portobello Road, where I was like, "Oh, I get it. You're going to do it in every different style. That's wonderful." But we can move on to the keeping the plot moving
0: forward. You know? Yeah. Once we had to watch like uh, Scottish men in kilts dancing for ladies. Yeah, that I was, I was like, okay, okay with. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Ooh, look at the gams
1: on him." They had some strong legs, is all I'm saying. I just I don't know if you noticed that, but I I did notice that they had strong legs underneath those kilts.
0: Oh um, yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then. They can't find the uh, uh, spell in a book that they're looking for. So they end up going to this uh, animated island, uh, Namumbu, and they have to steal an amulet from the Lion King. Not the Lion King. and uh <laughs> not watch... Yeah. And, and not, watch... and not... <laughs> Simba. <laughs> and watch like a really long soccer match and... Truly for me,
1: that sequence is the longest one. That soccer match sequence, I will admit to you, I actually fast-forwarded through it last night because I, as a kid, just hated I just I don't know, it just took forever that scene.
0: And I uh It's also like not that funny because they're doing a lot of like goofy animated bits. Uh that was the point, I think, where I like went and like made myself a snack and kept looking back, saw that they were still just like throwing the ball around and nothing was happening. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it was definitely um a t- time for adults to, to sort of, you know, uh, check out for just a second. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And
1: then come right back in.
0: <laughs> um, but then uh, a little bit later, so they get this spell. They go back to wherever she lives. And uh, that's when she does this spell for, and I wrote it down, Substitutiary Locomotion, which is just like making stuff come to life.
1: Yeah, I want to change my answer. That's my favorite song, Substitutiary Locomotion sheary locomotion. It's so good. Oh, man. And, and I, very... know, I know I all the words. Traguna, Makoides, Tracorum, Satisti. Those I was I've about known to
0: ask as a child. As <laughs> uh, and it's a song that you hear it and you're like, oh, this is just super califragilistic oh, yeah. which is fine. Like, it's different enough. But what I think is so great about this number is I don't understand how they did the effect where they got all the clothes moving it like legitimately looks great
1: well i feel like maybe uh, is it possible that they had you know they did the
0: reverse green screen where they had people in the clothes and then probably did but also you see the shadows are perfect and like you can kind of see through the clothes like i i i assume it's it's got to be something like either green screen or they're like holding them with poles from below like puppets. Yeah. But it I I was so amazed with how good that looked. And at this point in the movie I realized that the kids just totally love her. Like they switched yeah. on a dime between being like, "Oh man, we're stuck here during the London Blitz" to being just <laughs> devoted.
1: Which what a, what a weird I mean I not, not a weird I get that you don't want to be taken from your home as a kid, but also like I would probably want to get out of the blitz if I was stuck there. I don't know, maybe um yeah
0: maybe I, I think it's also weird that they went to London as part of the magical bednobs and broomstick adventure, and they yeah. didn't like go to their parents at all.
1: Right, or tried to escape or be like, well, yeah, we go to Portobello Road all the time because we f- we're from London. There's no reference to that. They just, they just wreak havoc at Portobello Road, where like sh- the little girl is letting out all the pigeons. The little boy
0: eats everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, I mean, I like that. That's smart. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a uh, good but I, it also seemed to be implied that at the end of this movie that. Uh, miss price and dr brown adopt the kids which i don't think that that's what happened because that doesn't make sense yeah yeah
1: it's like no reference to like what if they did actually have parents who wanted them back after the war was over
0: and maybe there's like a reprise and it's like my parents died on portobello (laughs) i i just like to sing in general and uh i i told you i've been uh alone for the week and so i've been singing out loud so much and oh, yeah. uh, it's been wonderful. And Portobello Road has been on the rotation. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Oh, I, I I completely get that. I've been doing that, and also doing a little bit of what I used to do as a kid, which is saying the the magic words uh, with with um, intention and and slowness, as if to make my inanimate clothes come to life. And so far, all my jock straps are still just where I <laughs> laid them. But uh, you know what, what? What can you do? <laughs>
0: That that actually reminds me th- that I uh, am a paranoid adult, but I was also a paranoid kid. And stuff like that, where it's like a, a movie or a book has a spell, I always <laughs> tried to do them. And I tried to figure out like, okay, maybe if I focus this much or if I flex this way and never getting it to work frustrated me to no end. <laughs> Oh my goodness!
1: Yeah, I was. It was. It was. Yeah, those are the things like that. That or any sort of telekinesis, I would only. I would do that thing where you would walk up to what you know is an you know, um, electric sliding door at like a at a at a store and just pretend like I had done it with my hand. You know, with my own mental power, even though oh, I of course. It, yeah. Okay. That's a that's a given for most. Wait. Nerd. Okay.
0: I just had a very specific thought and memory. So, um, I don't, I this might be too specific that it's going to be. There's no
1: such thing, Ross. Just don't. No such okay. things. Too-
0: <laughs> so, when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, um, you know how in school you're like, "Oh, that's the good water fountain, and that's the oh, bad absolutely water yes, yes." So, yes, yes. the good water fountain, I would go to it, and you would drink from it, and then after a minute or so, you would hear either the filter or whatever pipe like whirring to keep everything <coughs> cold in there, and mm-hmm. so. In my head, I was like, ooh, that's me exerting a power to make the water taste good. (laughs) Or, like, if I drink when that thing is making that sound, then it'll be, like, iced tea or soda instead of water. I love uh, that.
1: You crack the code. You're like, I'm the one doing it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you just have to actualize on your dreams. That's kind of the point of Ben knobs and broomsticks, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all all a precursor to Brene Brown's Lean In, as I understand it. So... uh, (laughs) That's the source material. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and I, I feel like we turned away from the Nazi stuff, but almost the movie treats it like an afterthought. Cause oh, yeah. like I completely, I, ke- I kept forgetting that it was set in world war II, even though it kept reminding me that it was set in 1940 specifically. And what is it? Is it ever clear why the Nazis specifically target Miss Price? Cause I did not catch that.
1: Yes, yeah. So he says the 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 sort of the lead guy who is kind of handsome. I have to say of the, the Nazis, lead Nazi. Yeah, he yeah, does yeah, say yeah. to her when they the lead Nazi. Yeah, he's kind of cute. Um, uh, he says to her, "Oh, this is don't be don't be alarmed. We're just doing this to create a little panic and show what we could that we could land at any time. We're not planning to actually hurt anybody."
0: Right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, this was just like a little demonstration.
1: Right. To sort of take the teeth out of the stakes a little bit to make it you know like. Uh, you know, it, it, no one's really going to die and no one does. I mean, that's that it is a kid's movie. And so even in the in the and I I had forgotten whether or not, you know, there because you know, bullets are fired. And I was like, does anybody get hit? Like, I forgot if anybody got hit. And I was happy to see. No, it's all like helmets. You, and, you know,
0: yeah, like Angela Lansbury does get shot at a bunch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: but yeah, but she that's just, like, twisting an
0: ankle is the worst thing that happens to her. So she's she's totally fine. Oh th- well that that was her cover for when she was flying oh, the right, first right, right. night. She was like, "Oh, it's just that um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I just by and large I was just really surprised at how enjoyable this movie was. Like I think I think I can safely say that it's an underrated movie. I feel like nobody really references knobs and Broomsticks unless they're talking about the lion. I feel like the lion part yeah. was the only like thing that stuck with a lot of kids.
1: I think for for some for some, you know, uh elder millennial uh, or what do we call it now geriatric millennial gaze, uh you know, the, some of the songs like age of not believing, like I have done that at tavern. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and we'll do it again at tavern probably at some point. Um, you know, some of the music does hold up in that way. Uh, um,
0: we're going to have to do at at some point for yeah, sister locomotion.
1: I would love that number one and also tavern is back open again, so we should you should come out sometime and sing a spell It'd be a good time yeah you're
0: right i I'm gonna I'm gonna do it within the next calendar month it's a f- I'm saying it here now Woo! so I have to hold myself accountable to it well, I love that just bring your vax card and you know you're good to come inside that's true and I'll sing a song with you and then uh I'll try to figure out a song on my own D- uh I Actually, that reminds me of a story. I forget if I told you on the podcast, but a few months ago, I was in Phoenixville, which is a small town here in Pennsylvania, and I ended up going to a party with the mayor of Phoenixville, and <laughs> he pimped me into singing like five karaoke songs in a row. It was intense, but I didn't want to let down an elected official. And he's Ross, also, that's like my dream
1: gay. party. That's my dream party scenario. Like I like, someone's like, could you possibly sing? I'm fully that character from SNL? Well, don't make me,
0: except I do come in when the, when the music starts. I don't just keep <laughs> I, missing my. <laughs> yeah. You do. You really have that energy. Cause like, and we started off with like some clear hits. Like I, I, he had us do, uh, I think breaking free from high school musical. Uh, there oh was my like, God. a few other, how uh, old is this mayor? There. Oh, he, he, he's gay, so he doesn't have an age. And, okay. <laughs> important and is note, he single? <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll have to figure that out. On we'll your have, own. Yeah, we'll, we'll take this off the pot. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Figure. But it's also, uh, we should figure that out for you. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we... I'd be uh, a good first lady Phoenix Phoenixville. <laughs> 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 sorry, I'm so sorry. Off, no. off topic. You're do- you're doing great. Don't you ever uh, be insecure about a podcast going off topic? If I can give any piece of advice to you, <laughs> as you endeavor on your podcast, like going off topic is the best.
1: Good, good. Because I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint you or your listeners. And so I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good and strong. And thank you for that positive reinforcement. I thrive on it. Of course. Well, you know, do do you, you want
0: to talk a little bit about your podcast real quick?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm. Thank you for that. We're um, so I'm starting up a podcast with the um, Crossroads comedy, uh, sort of, they do comedy shows and podcasts. And it's um, a Star Trek podcast, and I believe the name we settled on is The Prime Subjective. And um, we've got some, we're sort of figuring out the final uh, sort of grouping for the panel, but um, it's going to be really fun. We're going to start with Star Trek Discovery Season 1. I'm a deep, 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 deep Star Trek nerd, so I'm very excited to both um, be talking about it and also be the host so that I have the control to, you know, just lead the conversation because that's, I'm type A and I'm going to do that anyway.
0: Um, I will say I've been watching, um, Next Generation with quarantine and I, I, I never wrote off Star Trek, but I was like, oh, I don't super care about it. But now I'm like, I think I'm all in. Oh, good. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. So look, if you're booking guests, uh, I, yeah. Look, I don't need an excuse to watch more TV, but I'll do it. For I'm sure. The, I'm sure we can. Make that.
1: I'm sure we could make that happen. And Ugh, I mean, may, may I just, for, for point from my own my own interest, uh, where are you in, in next generation? You said you just started watching it, so are you? Yes. In,
0: so uh, my my boyfriend is the main one watching, but like, I'll, he watches most days, so I end up watching at least an episode with him. And uh, we're at the end of season six. Oh,
1: good. Oh, well, some prime, some prime good stuff. They got lots yeah. of money, big budgets, good, uh, good, good scripts. A good yeah. Prime. We just like
0: watched that. the one where Riker, uh, is, thinks that he's losing his mind because he's doing a play and then he's in an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that one. one is so intense that I always skip it, but it is a good episode.
1: I just, it it's just very it was intense. Very my intense. Heart.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Jonathan Franken, when he, or Frakes, uh, yeah. when he is in the zone, ooh, he kills it.
1: He's very good. It's it's similar to the episode where he gets trapped down on an alien planet in like they they put prosthetics on him so that he can sort of pass amongst them. And like, I think they've oh, yeah. lost down there, but then BB Newarth plays the nurse. Who's like totally trying to sleep with him the whole time. And I think eventually does sleep with him
0: <laughs> on this planet so that he can escape.
1: I just, oh, wait. I really, I
0: thought you were talking about the one where, uh, him and, uh, uh, they go down to a Vulcan planet and they dress in the different disguise and Ray wise is the guest and thinks that they're gods. Oh yeah. No, that's a different, that's a different one. No, I'm talking about this is,
1: this is one where BB Newworth's character who is an alien literally says I've always wanted to sleep with an alien.
0: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and I need to watch that immediately. It's, it's, it's quite good. It's quite well, cause good. speaking of uh, BB Newworth, I watched the episode where uh Kelsey Grammer just shows up at the end and uh, I don't think he ever shows up on Star Trek ever other than no. that,
1: right? Right, right. No, I think that's his only appearance.
0: That's so confusing but also great. She's she's she actually came to a Thank You Place's show. She's she's a love. Uh, she's the coolest lady. Yeah. I love her. Um but anyway, now now we're kind of reaching the point of the podcast um where we re- we actually rate this. So uh every episode Ooh. we rate uh, the movie that we review, on a scale of zero to five. You can be as specific as you want with your decimal places. Um, so, Chris, what do you think you would rate knobs and Broomsticks today? Oh, I would give it a 4.5. I think it's one of my favorite
1: childhood movies. I think
0: we got to take points
1: off for um, things we wouldn't do today because we know better, uh, amongst other things. But other than that, I think it's a great movie.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I I uh, I'm in a similar place. I think uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna go a little bit lower than you just because uh, I'm very nitpicky and mm-hmm. kind of uh, impulsive. So I'm gonna be giving uh, bed knobs and broomsticks a 3.9. I okay. think like it's a great movie. I I enjoyed it. I think I again rated this higher than I rated Mary Poppins. Uh, I think uh, suck on that
1: Julie Andrews.
0: Yeah. Suck. Well, she she. <laughs> Uh, turned down the role of Eglantine Price and then after Mary Poppins, she was like, cool, I get it. I'm in. And they had already cast Angela Lansbury.
1: And she lost out. That would have
0: been a very different performance. I agree. I like Angela Lansbury's slight curmudgeoniness really helps.
1: Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think that, I think they both played the right magical nanny.
0: (laughs) But yeah. So like, it's, it's interesting. I think my big issue with this movie is just the length of it. So, uh, originally, uh, the runtime of this movie was uh, two hours and 20 minutes. And Ooh. then uh, it was going to premiere a Radio City Music Hall. But because the uh, Christmas Spectacular was underway, or they were rehearsing for it, Disney had to cut it down. So they took off 23 minutes and kept it at just straight two hours. But at the same time, I think it could also be... Whittled down some more, like we said, yeah. Some of the songs are so absolutely long. so they cut uh a few uh entire songs. Uh, they so pretend to be a
1: Nazi, <laughs> they uh
0: they delete uh the song A Step in the Right Direction with a Flare and Nobody's Problems, and they also cut down the Portobello Road sequence a lot. And then, uh, there
1: was more Portobello Road,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, and then in 96 with the 25th anniversary, they tried to do a whole restoration and Mm -hmm. they kind of put it all together. Uh, like Angela Lansbury did a little bit of, uh, work with the soundtrack to like help re-record. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, David Tomlinson wasn't dead, but he was just in poor health. So they kind of worked with him, but there, uh, some of it just like wasn't salvageable. Sure. But, uh, that's that. And crunching the numbers, you and I, were giving Bedknobs and Broomsticks a score of 4.2, which uh, puts it in our ranking system right above Lilo and Stitch and right below Incredibles 2. Oh, damn. Good for you, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. I think that's well earned. I think so. I Looking at that, like, it kind of tracks. I think that works. And then uh, for reference, looking at, for Mary Poppins... That's a little bit farther down the list. We gave it a three point five six. So what's the, what's the number one movie on your list right now? It still is Finding Nemo. Nothing has been able to top it oh, yet. Oh yeah, that's tough to that's tough to top. Yeah, maybe someday. Name. Ugh, tough to top him. I right? That was great. Hello. Um. All right. <laughs> but enough about my memoirs. No. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, sp- <laughs> Speaking of memoir, uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you would like to uh, memoir or? I, I don't know. Is plug? there anything you would like to plug or point people to? That's
1: if you want to follow, uh, you can follow uh, me on on uh, Instagram at cd newcomer if you'd like to see my weird world of uh, singing and making laughs. You can also follow Thank You Places at, at uh, Places Thank You. <laughs> that's very confusing, but that's the Instagram <laughs> handle we've got. So Places Thank You on Instagram and Twitter. And also... Um, I think that's that's about all I've got to plug, except for, um, hey, get out there and vote, Pennsylvania. I think it's November 2nd. Is that when we're voting for whatever is the next election? Yes,
0: I believe so. So uh, I believe that is tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on the day it comes out. So get to it topical (laughs) yeah and uh, you know as always uh you know please read and review us on uh wherever you listen to podcasts it helps us and tell a friend because maybe they're uh a pop culture nerd like me but that is all for today we will hear you in a fortnight and go go gadget and show